This week's podcast episode is coming from the Hammock Cam here at a place called Coconut outside Berlin in Germany. So this is a hammock. It's sitting by the uh, pond they've got here. And uh, Coconut is a co-living and co-working space. That means it's somewhere where you can come and hang out and relax, but also get some work done. Other people are around that you can talk to, that you can connect with. Um, and they have rooms, they have food that they cook for you. Everything's taken care of. They even have an on-site pub. So they have their own pub as part of the building. It's a, it's a lovely old uh, building. It looks like an old farmhouse here in the countryside. Uh, we're near a town called Bad Belzig, which is a very strange name for a town. I think I think it means something to do with spas. It sounds like a German electro band to me, but anyway. Um, I thought it would be good to make this week's episode, appropriately enough, something about how to be a digital nomad. So for a large part of my business, I can live and work anywhere I want to. And I know that's something that a lot of other people would like to do. And I've touched on this at moments uh, in various things I've done, but I thought I'd give a little bit of advice that I can think of for how to make it work and how to find the perfect digital nomad life for you. And the first thing is that to bear in mind is that there are no rules about this. You know, some people will say, unless you go away completely and you have no home base, you're not really a digital nomad. Well, I don't do that. I have a base in London. That's where I want to be most of the time. But I like to take trips, sometimes as short as a week like this one, sometimes a couple of months at a time and go somewhere a bit further and live and work abroad. And that's partly just because I like to travel. I like the experience of working abroad. I like living in different environments. So even when you, when you, when you are working during the day, what you're having is a different experience of life, a different culture, you're meeting different people. I've met so many friends around the world now in Bali and uh, Lisbon and other countries around the world that it's, that in itself is just a great experience. So digital nomadism is kind of up to you to make, you, make of it what you will. There are no rules about it. Whether you want to go away for a short period, a long period, is completely fine. Some people give up their homes and go traveling permanently, or maybe just for a year, and some people for much shorter trips. Uh, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, I think there's an interesting thing that happens in travel, but is a little bit light entrepreneurship, in that it requires you to know yourself. So you really need to get to know what kind of person you are, what you like, what makes you happy, and what doesn't make you happy. You also need to find, because you're not just traveling, but you're working in this instance, need to think about what helps you be productive and what doesn't help you be productive. So sometimes when you first go uh, working while traveling, you might imagine you can kind of just roam the world and get work done. But you find pretty quickly if you don't have any um, any periods of time where you stay in one place, it, it can be pretty disruptive to getting anything done. So you need to find beyond that also do you want to be in the city or do you want to be in the country? So if I was going to write a book, for instance, I might go somewhere quite remote like this, like Coconuts, really in the middle of nowhere. I went to a place in northern Serbia called Mokrin House, which is a little bit like Coconut in that it's co- co-working and co-living, but it's a little bit more like a hotel experience. It's, it's quite high-end, has cutting-edge architecture. I really like that place. 
Um, those are those remote locations that are out of town are good if you d- want the minimum of distraction and you just want to get work done. You want to get your head into something, do some sort of planning for the year, or write a book or plan a book. The other uh, way to go is to say, okay, I want to be in a city because I want the buzz. I want a bit of creative stimulation, and I find myself most um, I get the most new ideas when I can go somewhere that's really buzzy. So that's why I'm going to Berlin in a few days and uh, going to go and see the sites and hang out in some of the hipster areas and all the places to do good coffee and have really quirky interiors and all that kind of stuff. But I think that whole process of working out what works for you and what doesn't, that's actually part of, it's like, um, it's part of what we do in life anyway, as we get older particularly. And travel can sometimes bring on a sort of existential crisis in us, a little, little bit like self-employment can as well, and, and running your own business. Because now you can't just sit back and complain that somebody else is ruining your life. If you don't enjoy what you chose to do for the day, that's, your, that's on you. So you need to ma- learn how to manage yourself, manage your productivity, manage your mood, uh, manage your levels of connection or isolation according to what you need and and really know yourself and learn what works for you and that it's different for everybody. So I think travel and particularly digital nomad working as a form of travel, it's a really fascinating process. It has a lot of parallels with the process of becoming a good entrepreneur. Finally, it's worth thinking about what kind of contact you want with people while you're working. And uh, the great thing is there are co-working spaces all over the world now. You can turn up from anywhere and from scratch. You can meet people who are working abroad and who you'll find often have the same mindset. So they're kind of entrepreneurial. They think a little bit outside the box because they wanted to create the life that they've created and they've managed to do that. And uh, it's very quick, I find, to make friends and make connections. But you have to think about what kind of culture you want to enter and what kind of connections you want to make. So um, every uh, every co-working area has a different kind of feel to it. And for instance, if you go to Ubud in Bali, it's, it's quite spiritual, new age, and uh, into health and alternative health. If you go to Chiang Mai in Thailand, from what I hear, it's sort of one place I'd like to go to soon, it's... Uh, a little bit more serious, a little bit more people who live in there permanently, uh, who've made their base there from somewhere else in the world, maybe running a, a software startup or something like that. And uh, if you go to the Western cities, you'll have a different experience again. So think about what you want to do and what kind of experience you want to have when you go and work abroad. And if you've not tried it before, then you don't have to sell your house or end your uh your you know rental or anything like that simply take as long out as you can two three four weeks a month is a good kind of margin and do what i've called a play project in my books where you just go out and experience and uh see what it's like to live this life at least for a month and see how it suits you and whether a country suits you whether a particular co-working place suits you and start to get a feel for it. And if you do like it and you think, maybe I could do this long term, perhaps you could take a sabbatical from your job if you have a job currently, or you could take a longer trip if, they are, if you have the flexibility to do that uh, in your business, for instance. 
So I think what I'll also do is I'll, I'm going to ask a few people here, as people from all over the world staying here, I'm going to ask for their opinion and uh, get a couple of tips from them just to finish off. I hope that was useful. So I'm Hugo, Hugo from France, and I guess to me for being a good digital nomad, one of the first thing you need is a like, um, good working laptop that is light to carry everywhere. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. Yeah, it If is. your entire business is going to revolve around your laptop, it better be a good one. Yeah, 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 totally. To keep and contact with your family, friends, and make money or stuff like this. Yeah. Absolutely, and make music in your case. Yeah, totally. So that's my advice for you guys. I'm Miguel, I'm from Mexico. If you want to travel and spend just a few money, so my suggestion is first save enough money. Maybe for the <laughs> flight, go and back. And then uh, the, the second point is maybe you need to get a lot of friends, you know, make friends. So I think that is important, important thing. Yeah. So if you make friends, it's gonna be easier to know the places and find place for, for, for to stay, maybe for a week, a couple of days or, or whatever. But if you want to stay for longer, the, the best idea is maybe look for apartment or something like that yeah it gets cheaper then doesn't it yeah exactly. but, but yeah i mean the ability to make friends people don't talk about that very much but it's a really important skill and i think it's one you can get better at the more you travel because you meet new people and you you get pretty comfortable talking to strangers so i'm kristen i'm from germany and my advice would be um whichever city or country you're in you should always look at a group or an organization called meetup because there you will find like-minded people. You, it'll be easy to connect with people from all types of different interest groups that you might have. And uh, that'll make it easy to yeah. make some friends no matter where you're traveling to. That's a great idea. That's the first thing I do when I go to another country, get a meet up and you find there's always a digital nomad group. Everyone's really friendly Same anywhere here. in the world. Yeah. I'm Katarina, I'm from Sweden, living in Germany. <laughs> and my tip for be a good digital nomad is to have faith in people. Mm -hmm. So as long as you have faith in people, you will attract people that will help you on your way. So if you believe that it's every person are uh, there to help you, you will also attract those people on your journey. So uh, keep having faith. What about the people who are, you know, when you're traveling, if there's some people you need to be cautious of. So how do you tell the difference? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you cannot always know from the beginning, but if you believe that everybody has something yeah. good to give you, um, then, and stay away if somebody, of course, <laughs> stay away if somebody <laughs> seems dangerous. Uh, but I believe that there are something good in every person that you meet on your way. Yeah, no, that's good. And if you tune into your intuition, you do, you can tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Trust cool. in your intuition. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ideas Lab podcast. Please do subscribe, and if you've enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could leave us a review. You can get links and details of everything mentioned in the podcast in the show notes, along with photos and video clips from many of our episodes. Just go to theideaslab.org forward slash podcast. Podcast.